Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. We purpose to bring you right into the kingdom of God to show you all the actions, everything that is going on in the kingdom of God, and to um to call you forth into whatever your part is in the kingdom. That's what this ministry does. You know, Jesus is Lord and you know, to some respects, we we understand that. But from a kingdom respect, amen, it means that his kingdom continues, amen, in our lives, amen. And so we need to see that. We need to participate in that. In Luke chapter 19, hallelujah, Luke chapter 19, amen, we want to show you a glimpse of how the kingdom of God operates. Amen. We want to give you an example, hallelujah, of kingdom ways and kingdom operations and kingdom principles. Amen. Luke chapter 19, verses 11 through 22. So bear with me. We'll read a few verses. This is uh, the parable of the 10 pounds. Amen. Amen. The parable of the 10 pounds, amen. It deals with that there was a nobleman who who gave one pound to 10 of his servants. And then we see a glimpse of what three of the servants did with what the Lord gave to them, amen. It says, and as they heard these things in verse 11, he added and spake a parable because he was nigh to Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of God should immediately appear. Now, the kingdom of God is progressive, so to speak. It increases more and more until every other kingdom against the Lord is subdued. And so you, you have to understand that. So people say, I want the, the kingdom of God well the kingdom of God is now, just like faith is now, but the, the force of the kingdom increases in this earth realm more and more through revelation knowledge, through the light and the glory of the revelation of the kingdom of God. And then verse 12, and he said, therefore a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return, amen, far country, you know, it speaks of heaven. And he called his 10 servants and delivered them 10 pounds and said unto them, occupy till I come. I'll deal with that occupy just a little bit. But the citizens hated him and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to reign over us or to rule over us. Amen. So, the crux of the situation about the either the receiving or the rejection of the kingdom of God is whether or not that you would have the Lord Jesus reign over you. If you want Jesus to reign over you, then that is by the yieldedness of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is in play in your life on a continual basis. Amen participation on a continual basis, amen. Partaking of the Spirit of God is partaking of the wisdom of God, the, the right type of heart and the right type of mind for to show that Jesus is Lord over your life, not just to accept him to get to heaven. It has a lot to do with what you do in this earth realm. And so, but the citizens hated him 
and sent a message after him saying, we will not have this man to rule over us. And it came to pass that when he was returned, having received the kingdom, then he commanded these servants to be called unto him to whom he had given the money that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, Lord, thy pound hath gained 10 pounds. And he said unto him, well, thy good servant, because thou hast been faithful in very little, have authority over 10 cities. And then the second came saying, Lord, thy pound is gained five pounds. And he said, likewise to him, be thou over five cities. And another came saying, Lord, behold, here's thy pound, which I kept laid in a napkin, laid up in a napkin, for I feared thee. So he was afraid of the Lord, because thou art an austere man, thou takest up, that thou layest not down, and reapest that thou didst not sow. And he said to him, out of thy own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knewest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down, and reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore, then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at my coming, that I may have required mine own with usury or, or interest or increase. Amen. So this parable shows, it, it is symbolic of how things operate. Amen. The Bible says God renders to everyone according to his work or to his deeds. Amen. And that there's not a respect of persons with, with the Lord. Amen. So what a man does, he, he receives of what he does. The Bible says whether good or bad, he, he gets a return on what he does, whether good or bad. To understand this, this is like in Galatians chapter 6, verse 6 and 7, God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, that he shall also reap. If he sows to the flesh, he reaps corruption. Amen. But if he sows to the spirit, he reaps eternal life. Amen. Sowing to the flesh ties you to the world and ties you to corruption. The Bible says all that is in the world, lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, they are of the world and not of God. So we seek the things that are of God, that are of eternal life. And so we invest in the things of God where there is eternal, eternal life and not corruption. In other words, we would be bound by corruption and we would groan within ourselves if all that we had was the world. Amen. We would be men most miserable because the world is subject to corruption. The world is subject to decay. The world is subject to to death, so we must have something more. We must have something greater. So while we are in this world, we invest or we sow into that which pertains to eternal life, everything. Everything that represents life in this earth, amen. Ourselves, our, our family, money, all these things are invested in the kingdom, amen. Seek you first. The kingdom of God and all these things will be added. So verse 13 says, occupy till I come. The word occupy means to do business by exchanging. Amen. Now, we must repent of our former life. Amen. Because we were all born into sin. So we were all born into Adam's sin. And that sin was the sin of rebellion, choosing the wisdom of the world or the twisted wisdom from Satan, which ties you to the world instead of the wisdom which comes from God. So evaluating or putting a value system that he put a value 
on the wisdom of the world are greater than the value of the wisdom of God. Amen. So that was the first sin. Amen. Of turning away from the Lord. And it brought the spirit of rebellion. That is rebellion against the Lord. So while we are in this earth realm, when we get born again, we actually repent of rebellion. That's how we can be brought back into divine union and peace with the Lord. In other words, being one with the Lord, not in rebellion, not having a rebellious spirit. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop there when we repent it and ask the Lord to save us. We have to show that we are a participator in the kingdom of God and not the kingdom of the world. We are at peace with God in his kingdom. We honor the Lord in his, his kingdom by honoring his kingdom over the kingdom of the world. And so there is always an exchange. Jesus says, to occupy till I come. That means in exchange to value that which is of heaven and to value that which is of the Lord greater than that which is of the earth. That's why we give. We show that the, the monies or whatever has no ties on us, that we rather sow or invest into the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter six, where your heart is, that's where your treasure will be. Amen. So our treasure is in heaven. Jesus is the treasure. Amen. So there's always, I'm, I'm, I'm going on and on to emphasize, there's always a great exchange. It is called occupying. Jesus says to occupy till I come. And so in every instance, you have to show that this world has no hold on you, that you're crucified to the world. And so you, you give the Lord everything. How do you ensure that this world has no hold on you? You must give the Lord everything. That, that settles it. <laughs> Amen. If you give the Lord everything, then nothing would have a hold on you. And every test that comes up, you prove, amen, that you honor the king of kings, amen, and you honor his kingdom above the world. So this parable of the 10 pounds, amen, the, the one who gained 10, he showed that in this earth realm that he was participating in, the advancement of the kingdom of God in this earth, the increase of the kingdom of God. In other words, this earth is rebellious, and yet God has called us into his kingdom to be born again and to participate in his kingdom. Amen. And so that he will entrust unto us, amen, things, monies, amen, supply, amen, things that represent life, and then we show that the things have no hold on us by investing in God's kingdom, in the gospel, so to speak. Amen. The, 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 the Bible talks about that it is God who has given us power to get wealth, to establish his covenant in this earth, bringing man into covenant, into reconciliation, and to peace with God, honoring the, the, the body and the blood of Jesus, the covenant of being born again, amen, and being loyal to his kingdom. So, so these types of things, the problem with people is that they are unaware. They just, they just live life. So the seriousness of some of the things that I just said are oblivious. And then it is the deception of the sin and, and of the kingdom of this world, the deception when you begin to teach people about the kingdom, they be like, oh, I know that. And somebody says, you know, I, I heard that, you know, that, that, that little revelation. Yet they continue by being under the spirit of the world, which is Satan, and under the system of the world, which is mammon. And so according to their deeds, which proceed out of their mind and hearts, according to their, their deeds, they, they have not positioned themselves for the good reward. Amen. The reward, which is, which is of the Lord. So he says, occupy till, till I come. Amen. So you, you exchange 
Amen, the world. The, the, the Bible speaks of days of heaven on, on earth. So, so think about it this way. And I don't want to stay here that long, but think about it. Everything about the one who is a God seeker is trying to get heaven into this earth. We want the presence of God in this earth. The presence of heaven we want in this earth. The glory associated with heaven we want it in this earth. Amen. For And for there to be heaven to be populated by souls that are saved, by souls that are converted. So just like the, the citizens of heaven, amen, how they love the Lord, how they are born again, amen, or, or living unto God, you want that upon this earth, amen. So what you're trying to do, with everything that is within you, you receive from the Lord, amen. You receive from the Lord, and that which you receive, you invest in days of heaven on earth, amen. There's no sick people in heaven. You know, somebody says, you know, to somebody that's sick, don't worry about it. When you die, you don't have to worry about being sick anymore. No, there's no sick people in heaven. You need to be healed down here in this earth. Amen. <laughs> You need that blessed state, that righteous state, just like heaven is enjoying. You need that in this earth realm, but you have to receive from the Lord. Amen. He committed, amen, to their stewardship. Amen. A pound. Amen. What did they do with that pound? Amen. Did they advance the kingdom of God? So a stewardship is committed to you. The gospel causes a conversion from the spirit of this world to the spirit of God. Amen. So this is the spirit of God who came from heaven. Jesus says, more expedient to you that I go away. If I go away, then we will send the Holy Spirit a comforter unto you. Amen. A help unto you. So the Holy Spirit is working, but the in the earth, it is bodies. That's why you have to give an account for the deeds done in the body. The Holy Spirit is going to help your body to be engaged in righteousness from a pure heart and from a renewed mind. Amen. The Holy Spirit is going to help you so that you will not just be an earth dweller, but a kingdom of God dweller. Amen. And, and participator. Amen. So, so you're going to you're going to live in the kingdom. Amen. Which prepares you for heaven. Amen. You're going to get your mind right. You're going to get your heart right. And there must be a conversion. Amen. Our mind and our heart is in the kingdom. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of peace with God. So the Holy Spirit brings men into peace. You remember when the whole world was in rebellion? Amen. In the days of Noah, God says, my spirit will, will not strive with man. In other words, the Holy Spirit is, is a spirit to be entreated. <laughs> Amen. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. You must receive. Everything with God is about receiving what he gives. And out of that, living a life unto the Lord. Where it's boasting. It is excluded. Amen. Because it is not of our works. It is about receiving and even our actions, we flow with the Holy Ghost. Amen. We allow the Holy Spirit to take more of our life so that the force of God can bring the kingdom of God even forcefully. You know, you cannot be passive. Amen. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit, filled with the zeal of the Lord for his house and against the house of Satan. Amen. There are those who live for Satan. And they are against the kingdom of God. In 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy. Chapter 2. Verses 3. Through seven, Second Timothy chapter two, verses three to seven. So, what am I talking about? I'm talking about receiving from the Lord, Amen. A reward, 
receiving the reward from the Lord. Amen. According to your faithfulness. Amen. In 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 7, Paul tells Timothy, you therefore must endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life that he may please him who enlisted him as a soldier. And also, if anyone competes in athletics, he is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. And then the next verse, it says, the hardworking farmer must first partake of the crops. Consider what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding of all things. So Paul is giving Timothy, amen, a word in which he is believing the Lord for the, the Lord to open up his understanding that he says endure hardship as a good, a good soldier because you're not of the world is basically what he's saying. And because you're not of the world, then the world is engaged in, in, in warfare against you because Timothy is not of the world. The world is engaged in warfare against him. So he says endure hardness as a good soldier no one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this life, you know, or civilian affairs. So you, when you're enlisted in the army, you're separated from your family. Your culture is now the culture of the army, amen, which is totally different. You belong to them, amen. And so, you, you know, you, you, you go through boot camp and all those things and you're trained in weaponry and things of that matter ultimately to get you on the battlefield, amen, to produce victories, amen. And so you are created to walk in victory for the Lord. The Lord has already given victory, but because there is hostility, the rebellious spirit, when Adam and Eve sinned, the devil's rebellious spirit, the Bible says the spirit that works in the sons of disobedience is in this earth. And so all that is against you, Yet you are in a different society, a different culture, amen. And so he's saying that the kingdom of God is different from the kingdom of the world. And the things which are of the spirit of God are different from the things that are of the spirit, which is of the world, amen. Walk in the spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, amen. Those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Amen. So you you are aware of your spiritual eternal existence carries more weight than your natural existence, yet your, your spiritual engagement blesses your natural engagement, so to speak. Amen. So the, the spiritual blesses, amen, us in this natural world. Amen. So no one engaged in warfare entangles himself in the affairs of this world. In other words, the cares of this, this life. Jesus said at 12 years old, know you not that I must be about my father's business. Jesus was doing the father's business. People would ask him stuff. He'll say, what does that have to do with me? Amen. They would ask him to engage in you know, weddings and stuff like that. He says, what does that have to do with me? And then he'll receive a word from the Lord. He's okay, that I can bring the kingdom in this situation. These, the beginnings of miracles Jesus did when he turned the water into wine. It was an example, amen, a spiritual example. The, the first of miracles, the advancement of the kingdom, but it came from the Lord, not from the people. Amen. Saying they have no wine. Amen. What does that have to do with me? Amen. Why? He's not engaged. Amen. In civilian affairs, the cares of this life, he is blessing the earth. He is blessing. Amen. The, the, the people in the world by bringing them back at peace with God. Amen. 1 Corinthians 
chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Verses 24 through 26. First Corinthians chapter 7. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 <laughs> Corinthians chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. It says, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it. And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it for to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore, I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the air. Amen. So I want you to picture that Paul says he doesn't run with uncertainty and, and he doesn't compete as one who beats the air. He doesn't fight. In other words, okay, we have an enemy. So we're not shadow boxing. You have to be in the realm where the enemy is. Amen. And your, your, your blows must make contact. Your blows must be lethal blows, amen. And you cannot do that if you are of the flesh, is what he was saying. The next verse says he keeps his body under. He disciplines his body, lest when he is preached to others that he becomes a castaway. So so the the we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So the demonic realm is in the spirit, though they use people, but we are not against people. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, the casting down of imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and having a readiness to punish all disobedience when our obedience is made complete. So there are ways of operating that are different than the ways of the world, that we cannot hit the devil that way. Paul says that I don't fight like I'm beating the air. I do it lawfully according to the rules, the laws of the spirit, amen, the, the laws of the kingdom of God, amen, the laws of love, which is called the royal law. So he operates according to the rules, the, the, the laws that pertain to the realm where that his attack, his punches will actually make contact. Amen. Not with uncertainty. In other words, that there are those, even though they say they are Christians, they are unaware of the kingdom of God. They, they are unaware. Amen. Nor do they want to engage. I remember one of the things that the Lord opened up to me and my wife when we were born again spirit field was the discerning of spirits, amen. And so we would see some stuff, amen. And so we would talk to people, you know, about what we would see, not glamorizing the devil, but just speaking as Christians, you know. Uh, you know, we saw this and we saw that and we came against this. And people said, oh, I don't I don't want from their mannerisms and their words. They was like, I don't want to see that. I don't know anything about that. I don't want to have part with that. Yet in the kingdom of God, you got to have discerning. Amen. Discerning of spirits. Test the spirits. 
Believe not every spirit, but test the spirits whether they be of God. You, you have to have a perception of what is going on around you. Amen. Attack against your baby. There's baby got a got a fever, a little cough. Amen. Well, it's not just that baby had a little fever and a cough. There was an attack against you. The Bible says that Jesus rebuked the fever. Amen. So along with the Benadryl or that whatever people tried to, to address that situation, Jesus did not give the Benadryl. Peter's mother had a fever. Amen. She was out <laughs> for the count. The Bible says Jesus laid hands on her and rebuked that fever. She got right up and began to serve them. That, that fever was as a spirit, a wicked spirit. Amen. He rebuked it. <laughs> he commanded it to go. Amen. And it obeyed his voice. And that is the authority that the Lord has given us. So you can be unaware and you can be spending money on doctors and stuff like that. And yet God can show you. And I didn't mean to go down this path, but I remember when um, I was first, you know, spirit field back around 1990 and everything. And uh, the church that we went to and uh, we worked in the nursery and God showed me. I was just God showed me in a vision that the, the church was coming under attack, especially the children. Remember, we worked in, me and my wife worked in the, the children's ministry, the nursery, whatever. And God showed me these demons. Hey Amen. They were like, it was like airplanes. You remember the, the, those, those old planes like World War II that some of them in, in America, they had like a, um, and, and at the nose of the plane, there would be like a little mouth and, and the planes would be like a snarl little, little man as these planes was coming in. Well, I saw that as an attack against that nursery. I remember telling my wife that there's sickness trying to come against the nursery, <laughs> Amen. against those children. And everybody else was unaware, you know. Some people brought their kids in sniffling. Some people, they did not show up because their kids, you know, had cold, flu, fever, and all those things. Well, I'm telling you, if your eyes were open, amen, to discern. And so we prayed against that, amen. Long story short, and, and God did a work, amen, of healing, amen, of those children, amen. And so you can see, you can be awakened into the kingdom of God and to engage things according to the rules, amen, of the realm that you're operating in. There are rules of the world and there are rules of the kingdom of God. Do you, do you understand? There are rules of faith, having the same spirit of faith. We believe, therefore we speak, amen. The, 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 the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's rules, there's principles according to what realm you are operating in. And the spiritual is always greater. The things of God are always greater. Amen. So Paul says, um, not as beating the air, not, not as um, not knowing what is, is going on, not operating, not trying to um, tackle the devil in the flesh. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 27. When my enemy, my foes, came against me to eat of my flesh, they stumbled and failed. The devil operates if he can keep you, keep you in the flesh. He can gain advantage. And so the Bible speaks of competing and occupying. Competing. Amen. Running. Competing to get the prize or to get the reward. Amen. So competing and occupying speak of engaging to receive the heavenly reward. In other words, heaven blesses the earth. Amen. Rain comes down from above. Snow, the refreshing comes down from above is a type. Heaven refreshes the earth, gives life unto the earth. Amen. And so you need to understand that the blessing comes down 
from above, from the Father of lights in whom there's no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good gift, every perfect gift, amen. And so we compete in such a way to receive the reward that we run in such a way to receive the reward. We occupy in such a way to receive the reward. The reward, amen. You've been faithful over this little bit, amen. Now I'm gonna put you over 10 cities, amen. And so the, the, the understanding, the, the, the revelation, amen, of the reward is this. The reward is recognized in heaven and then it blesses the earth, amen. The reward, amen, is recognized. You, you compete to receive the reward. The, the reward is always recognized in heaven. Then it brings fruit. It brings fruit into this earth realm. Amen. Hebrews 11.6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, diligently seeking the Lord is denying the world and denying the flesh. You know, people say, don't seek God. That's a lie. Seeking God is, is going after him. If you go after him first, that means something else is second or relegated to non-existent in your, in your life. Amen. So you will always be a God seeker. The Bible says that God seeks those who worship him in spirit and in truth. So yes, you will always seek God. There's many things that people say that to, to try to appear as intelligent or whatever, but did God say that? I, I purpose to say the things that God said. I purpose not to know anything of myself. And so the Lord says, yes, you should be a God seeker. Diligently seeking the Lord is denying the world and denying the flesh. So those that come to God must believe that he is real, his realm and who he is is, is more real than the natural realm and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So those who put God first, denying the flesh, denying the, the world, that God will reward you. Amen. And so God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So the reward appears, um, it, is, it is appears in heaven first, or it is recognized in heaven first, and then it brings fruit. Fruit is removing the rebellious spirit and bringing you the people back to a glorious state or the earth back to a glorious state or condition. So what is fruit? The God says to be fruitful and multiply. That means to remove the rebellious state. Since man has sinned for there to be fruitfulness, you have to remove the rebellious state. You get people saved. You preach the truth. You get people to operate by God's wisdom. You get God's people not to be destroyed by lack of knowledge, but to operate by the wisdom of God. That is bringing fruit back into this earth. So you, the, the glory of God was on this earth in the beginning before man failed. Amen. So when man failed, it was Ichabod, Ichabod the glory departed and now God is filling the earth back with his glory through the glorious the glorious gospel amen so we do all things for the heavenly reward amen which produces the harvest in this earth we do everything so so it's all about that reward it's the opposite if you understand the kingdom that people want notoriety they want riches in honor for themselves. That is the opposite of the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, everything is for the honor of the kingdom and the honor of the king of kings, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so for that, you have to have a revelation. I got to get that reward. I got to get that reward. So you live the life in this earth realm unto the Lord. Amen. To get a heavenly reward. 
But the heavenly reward will speak for you in this earth realm to produce fruitfulness, not only for you, but to be a blessing unto others. God has blessed you to be a blessing. So reward is given for exemplary deeds or service or action. Amen. Being recognized by a higher, amen. Many times it is because of acts of heroism or bravery, amen. So the, the reward, you're given a reward, a heavenly reward because you honored the kingdom of God first, amen. You're given a heavenly reward because you honored Jesus, the King of Kings, above every other thing. That began to replace earthly things as you engage in it until it is, it is all honoring Jesus all the time. That is your MO. That is your mode of operation. But I want, to I want you to understand why you must have it in you. I got to get that reward. I got to get that reward. Not for selfishness, but because you recognize that the Lord has placed you in this earth to honor him. <laughs> Amen. So if you know that you're placed in this earth to honor him, and every time you do something exemplary by occupying, amen, exchanging the world for that which is of the Lord, receiving persecution for standing for the Lord, you can rejoice, you can have a revelation. Gotta get that reward. Gotta get that reward. Amen. And so that reward will speak for you in heaven and bless you back in this in this earth realm. Amen. In Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. Amen. So this is part of that. This is part of that revelation. Amen. Genesis chapter 15, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. So part of the revelation of getting that reward is that the reward is actually the Lord and comes from the Lord. The, the reward is of his presence and of his, his glory. The glory brings the manifestation of the Lord. Amen. So those who engage spiritually, giving their lives to the Lord. Amen. They have tasted of, of, the, of the heavenly gift. Amen. They have tasted of the, the good things to come, amen, that they recognize that the Lord is their reward. His glory, his presence is their reward. So if you pray, think about it this way, I, I, I don't want you to be lost on these things. If you are praying, amen, and then it is as if the Lord came down in his presence and his glory, that blesses you and propels you, amen, that if you were praising the Lord, the Bible says God inhabits the praises of his people, and the glory of the Lord came down, amen, that would bless those who appreciate the Lord to no end, that would bless you to no end, amen, the presence of the Lord, that, that you being showered in the presence, in the presence of the Lord. Amen. And so that's what you seek for. You seek after glory and immortality. Amen. Not your glory, his glory. Immortality, that which pertains to eternal life. Amen. That which pertains to spiritual life. Amen. So that's, that's what you're after. So God tells Abraham, I am your exceeding great reward. The glory of God is released when there is an exchange. Amen. So that as you lay down your life, the glory of God is released. Amen. As you suffer persecution, but you continue to stand with the Lord, the glory of God is released. So if it's all about getting heaven in this earth and someone strike you because of the spirit of rebellion in them, the hostility in Holy Ghost, Holy 
Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. <coughs> if someone strike you because of the hostility in them, because of that rebellious spirit, the Bible says, happy are you for a spirit of glory rests upon you. Amen. Striking. There are those who strike. There are those who strike against me. Strike against my wife. Hallelujah. Strike against this miracle. This ministry. Amen. It is bringing glory into this earth realm. Amen. It is bringing heaven on earth. Amen. It is bringing signs, wonders, and miracles. Amen. Into this earth realm. Hallelujah. And that's what it's all about. That's why the Bible says to endure hardness as a good soldier. That's why it says don't grow weary and well-doing. You must have a revelation that is it is working some glory for the Lord, a place for the Lord's throne, amen, to come down, so to speak, amen. I am your exceeding great reward, amen. Luke chapter 4, amen. Luke Chapter 4, verses 5 through 8. So, there is, if the glory is part of the reward, think of it this way, the glory of God upon your life, amen. It, it may manifest, you know, whatever you need. It may, the glory can manifest finances. The glory can manifest you looking for a spouse. <laughs> the glory can manifest anything because it is that which is of the Lord coming down on your, your behalf. Amen. So if it is all about getting the glory back into this earth realm by not participating in the rebellious spirit and standing against the rebellious spirit, amen, there is also a earthly glory that the devil offers that he offered to Eve. Amen. You shall not surely die. For God knows in the day that you eat thereof, you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So saying that you are God and, and denying the Lord the pleasure, denying the Lord the pleasure of operating in your life. Amen. Luke Chapter five, chapter four, verses five through eight. This is the devil trying to tempt Jesus. It says, then the devil taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, all this authority I will give you and their glory for it has been delivered to me. And I give it to whomsoever I wish. So this is before Jesus went to the cross. This is saying that Adam delivered the world to Satan. Amen. But Jesus, the Bible says that he defeated the devil. Spore principalities and powers made a show of them openly. He says, I can give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. So I want you to mark that word worship. He says, if you will worship me. And then Jesus answered and Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. So there's a revelation in worship. God is seeking those who will worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen. And so the devil is saying that I can offer you the glory of the world. And many people are taking Satan up on this offer even today. People in Hollywood, actors, music, artists, amen. Uh, those in business that the devil says that if you will be in covenant with me, I will make you rich. But you cannot use 
those riches or even your influence for the kingdom of God. You need to bow down and worship me. Amen. And so that's why worship is so important for the believer. Part of worship is a revelation is that you shall worship the Lord your God. Him only shall you serve. So worship is the Lord only. You're not back and forth honoring the world. You're not trying to get prestige in the world. Uh, talking about reward, Jesus says, don't do your alms before men or your praying before men. Don't do your giving or your praying because there you have received your reward. But do your praying, your giving in secret. And the Lord who sees in secret will reward you openly. That you either tie to the earth you tie to the world or you tie to the kingdom of God. You live out of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. Amen. And so the devil says there is a glory attached to this world. What's the glory of this world? Money, prestige, status. That people will sell their soul for money, prestige, status. Jesus says to get from him, get Satan. Amen. Because it is written, you shall only worship the Lord your God. And so I'm trying to get people in the kingdom and participating in the kingdom. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. So part of seeking first the kingdom is worship. Amen. And part of worship is worshiping only the Lord, honoring only the Lord, serving only the Lord. Amen. So there's a lot that can be said by that. But I, I want to get at least one more scripture in. Before we go, in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 through 27. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 24 through 27. It says, by faith, Moses, when he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he looked for the reward. And by faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Egypt is a type of the world. Amen. So this is speaking about Moses, Moses did not receive his identity from the world. He refused to be called the, the, the son of Pharaoh's daughter, but he rather identified with the people of God, amen, people that were marked for God's kingdom, amen, people who suffered affliction. So those that were in Egypt, that the Egyptians, they, they, they did not esteem the people, the, the children of Israel, that they looked down upon them and they afflicted, they afflicted them. Hallelujah. So, and he did not look for the passing pleasures of sin, but he esteemed the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. And the Bible says that he respect a man he looked for, I like the King James, it says the the it says the the recompense of reward. Amen. I should have done it in the King James. He looked for the recompense of reward. Why is that important? Not just the reward, but the recompense of reward. It is the payoff of the reward. So the reward pays off. Amen. Even in this earth realm, the reward, it pays off. Amen. So the, the, the recompense, it is the payback. It is the payoff. It is the giving back in return. And so when you are faithful to God, faithful in his kingdom, the Lord will reward you because you are occupied. And that reward, the Bible says, is not just a reward, but it is a reward which is part of your account in heaven. 
which will pay back if you know how to draw off of your account in heaven. Amen. It is a reward. The, the, the recompense of reward is the payoff of that reward. Amen. And so it will not only be a memorial in heaven. The Bible says that Cornelius' alms and his prayers that came up to God as a memorial in heaven and got his whole household saved. And so the reward, it was a recompense of reward that pays back to bring fruit into the kingdom of God. Amen. So it's not just a reward, but once that reward is recognized in heaven, it will begin to pay back. Amen. And we see this in Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 through 19. Amen. Philippians chapter 4, verses 15 through 19. Paul says, Now you Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, the church that no church shared with me concerning giving and receiving, but you only. And even in Thessalonica, you sent aid once and again for my necessities. Not that I seek the gift, but I seek the fruit that abounds to your account. Amen. The Bible says that indeed I have all and abound. And you know, and that I know how to be a base, I know how to be abound, how to abound. And so he says, not in regard that, that I'm, I'm trying to get something from you, but I'm trying to get something to you. So their giving, amen, was a reward that was recognized in heaven. They had an, an account that fruit could come back on their account. In other words, God would recognize. God could see. The Bible says God could even smell their giving, amen. And so he could give back to them. That's the way the kingdom works. Everybody talking about, you know, my giving and I don't, you know, that my, 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 and I don't give this. And I listen, it is it is part of participating in the kingdom of God. If your eyes are wide open. Amen. So it is your account produces fruit. Your reward is recognized in heaven and produces fruit in this earth. So that I'm just going to say this because I know I'm at the end. In heaven, there is a heavenly accounting system. There are heavenly books and heavenly accounts. Amen. Just like in the book of Esther, I won't turn there. Chapter 6, amen, verses 1 through 6. The king could not sleep, so he asked to bring out the royal books of the kingdom. And they read those books and there was an account of Mordecai who had saved the king's life or had honored the king or protected the kingdom. Amen. And so the king asked, what has been done for that, for that person? And they said, nothing has been done. And so you know the story that at that same time, wicked Haman was coming. And so the king ushered him in and asked him a question. He says, what shall be done for the one in whom the king delights? And Haman thought, who could the king delight in more than me? And so he did this big extravagant thing by having a parade sitting on the king's horse, wearing the king's clothes, having all this stuff. Amen. And so the king says, good, do this for Mordecai, make it happen. The enemy of Mordecai was bowing down to his feet, that, he, that Mordecai was honored because he protected the kingdom. Amen. There's so much that, that can be said, but this is what I want to say. I want to say that you go after that reward because you understand it is a heavenly reward. It's not a selfish reward. It brings fruit back into this earth realm. And so your attitude has got to be, I, I got to get that reward. It's not selfish. You throw your crowns at the feet of Jesus. You're not doing anything for yourself. It is honoring Jesus. I got to honor Jesus. I got to honor Jesus. I got to get that reward, man. I got, don't you understand? I got to get that reward? <laughs> the Bible says, let no one cheat you of your reward. 
Hallelujah. So these things are types and symbols, but I pray that you have understanding. Father, I pray for your people that you grant them understanding. <laughs> Heaven first, Jesus first, the kingdom first. Amen. Produces a reward. Hallelujah. That speaks not only now, but in, in your future. That, that reward works in the present and in the future. Amen. That, that reward will bless you now. And then when you, you get to heaven, the, all the benefit of that you choosing the kingdom first, that you choosing Jesus first. So Father God, bless your people. Grant them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to comprehend that they may be converted. Thank you, Father, in Jesus. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.